0: I think that I just made you a millionaire. You
1: know, I was listening to a couple of your other podcasts and I I could hear the people kind of going, yeah, I, I I knew what she was saying was right.
0: Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call and help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. Also, shout out to our partner Constant Contact for supporting small business, including ours, and presenting this season of the podcast. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh. Our guest today is Lance Kesner from Millie's Sipping Broth. When his wife Lori, a school teacher, was looking for a quick, smarter snack between classes, Millie's Sipping Broth was born. Lance tinkered in the kitchen and created a steepable broth filled with spices, herbs, and vegetables in a tea bag. They achieved initial success with a Kickstarter campaign and was the first broth ever to win the Outstanding Hot Beverage of the Year Award at the Fancy Food Show. But they need help increasing sales, and Lance knows that referral marketing is key. He just doesn't know where to start. Listen as I lay out a referral marketing plan, plus talk through ways to improve the website and their Instagram account. First, Lance, I would love to hear more about... The company and why you started it.
1: So my wife and I started our business uh, after the 2008 uh, economic downturn, and we decided that uh, we were going to kind of take things into our own hands uh, and not really leave things up to you know an employer whether they were going to you know keep me on because I did get laid off.
0: Yeah, I, I started the company in 2008
1: too. <laughs> yeah, so we started with uh, the idea of, of food because we're both really creative and um, love to cook. And uh, so we took uh, something that I made uh, in my kitchen and created it as a product. And the idea was we created a broth and a tea bag that uh, uh, people could drink in between meals or when they were hungry and they just didn't want something to eat.
0: Yeah. That is so smart. And I think, and when did you start? So 2008.
1: So we started the business. Yeah. We started in 2008. This, this idea we started six years ago. Okay. And, um, so while we started the business, both of us were still working. We're still doing consulting jobs. My wife is a teacher. And so as a teacher, uh, she would have breaks And want something in between classes to kind of hold her over either before lunch or after lunch. And so she used to take a bouillon cube to school and uh, have that in between classes. And I told her, I said, look, let me make something that's healthier for you because the stuff that's in the bouillon cube is is terrible. You know, it's really high in sodium. It's all, you know, artificial. So I put together just herbs and spices and, and dehydrated vegetables put them into a tea bag, and, or, or I put them together. She said, put them in a tea bag so I can make it really quick. I made like six for her. She put a few out at the teacher's room and all of a sudden everyone went crazy over them. And, and we, we said, well, we've got, we've got a new product.
0: Your biggest question was around referrals and how to get your customers to bring you referrals. Am I yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I, you know, I researched your website, your Instagram, I properly stalked you and I've got a lot of advice. (laughs) Great. (laughs) What you're here for. Yes. So let's dive in. So the first thing I wanted to ask you was, do you have any sort of referral program in place right now?
1: We tried some things um, early on, but really it, it, to me, it kind of came off as disingenuous, um, mm-hmm. and I didn't really. I, w- I didn't want to sacrifice the integrity of our product experience for hey, give me, give me some of your, you know, give me people you know.
0: Right. So you don't have anything in place currently. No. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> you can only go up from here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it's interesting what you just said about like the the kind of like feeling dirty a little bit about asking your current customers to refer. And I think that's probably what most business owners, that's what stops most business owners from creating a a referral program. Um, However, you know, I was going over some statistics and it's super interesting because there's a statistic that said, anywhere from 20 to 50% of new business could come from customer referrals. And when you think about that number and you think about the number of customers that you currently have, that's a huge uptick in sales for you. So I want to go over a couple things. First is that we need you to implement a referral program. And there's a couple different ways that you can do that. Um, The first, I I was going to ask, so do you have a newsletter or do you collect email addresses at all?
1: Yeah, we we do collect a lot of email addresses and we we use them for, you know, announcing specials or uh, anything like that.
0: Okay. So (laughs) being totally honest with me, because this is going to help, like how often do you email?
1: At least once a month. Uh, I I try not to do more than twice a month.
0: Okay. Okay. You know what? You're doing better than most of the people I talk to on this show. (laughs) So that's amazing. So the fact that you have an email list is great because that means some of those people on the list, to be perfectly honest, probably are not customers yet, right? Depending on how you're you're aggregating it. So I think the fact that you're blasting them is great because you've stayed in touch. So it's not like, A lot of small business owners I talk to, they say that they've been collecting email addresses, but they've never emailed because they just don't know what to email. And then it's like, well, by the time you email them, no one's going to even remember who you are. So you actually have a relationship with your list, which is great. Um, I want you to think about your list a little bit differently. So instead of just blasting them when you have a deal, like you just said, or maybe a new product, I would love for you to commit to... If you can do it every other week, like twice a month, commit to that. And then you're able to tell them that this is a, you know, this is a bi-monthly newsletter because when people are told what to expect, then they're not surprised when you email them. And then they get into the habit of actually opening that email potentially. And you have, you have such an interesting story, A, you and your wife, um, My guess is also your mother-in-law. Like There's just a lot going on in terms of story. But in terms of what you can offer your email subscribers is much more than just like telling them about a deal or a product. So I want you to think about starting to create a content calendar for your email list. So you're going to email them twice a month and you and your wife can create a calendar after you get off this call. And you're going to look at it month by month because you'll see themes pop out. You know, July is 4th of July. August, September, the fall starts, you know, fall weather. I feel like this is the perfect product for fall weather. Um, You'll start to look at that calendar in terms of actual calendar, right? Like what are the things that are happening in the world? Um, And start to create what each of those newsletters will be. When someone orders from you, I want their email to be put into a list, a segmented list for people who have ordered. And what you want to do is set auto emails that go out. I would say two weeks after purchase, I'm assuming that they're going to get the product within maybe a week. Um, So two weeks after purchase, what I want you to do is send an auto email and you don't, once you set this, you never even have to do the work. It just goes you set an auto email to them that asks them to rate and review. And I know this is, this is where you already felt a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But A, customers are used to getting these types of emails. If they're not interested, they won't even open the email. No big deal. But if they got that product and really enjoyed it and already had a great customer experience from you, they're going to open that email. So the people who do open that email, that's who you're that's who you're really talking to, right? It's the people who have already had a, a, a great experience. So they're going to open that email and I want you to ask them to rate and review. I noticed you sell on Amazon. So that's huge. That's going to help you a lot. So that's the first thing.
1: Okay.
0: Then I want you to set an auto email that sends to, to new customers one month after purchase. And that one is going to be more about, I hope that you're enjoying the product we'd love for you to tell your friends. And this gets into the referral program idea. So one, you need to get more reviews. I, you know, I checked you out on Amazon and everywhere. Yeah, You need to get more reviews. Um, to me, what you make is like just obvious, but I'm the type of person that like has a bunch of mushroom powders in the cupboard. And like, I'm already a big person who like loves chicken broth. Like I'm already on board. I think a lot of customers out there don't understand the benefits yet and probably have never thought about like drinking broth. So the more reviews that you have, the better, that's going to help you. Um, a great company called tea drops. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They were at unique markets. Um, she started years ago and she created a high, like a dehydrated tea drop, So you don't need the bag. You put it in. The tea's done. You put it in the hot water. You're done. Obviously, there was a lot of education that had to go along with that because people were very confused. Like, well, is it safe to drink? What? You know, she's now a $5 million company. You know, so this is I think about her and you and I just think, okay, you could be you could be there. Some people are going to like it so much. They'll already have told their friends probably. Um, And some people will tell their friends just because they truly are excited about the product. And that blast that's going to come to them a month after purchasing is going to remind them about it. Like, oh yeah, that's right. This is so great. I'm going to tell Sally or I'm going to... So you need to remind them by sending that email. But within the email, I want you to give some sort of offer. I took a screen grab of some of the offers that I get. And so... I'm just going to read out a couple of the headlines because I think those will help. But so like one of them was um, share with your friends, get 20% off. I mean, it's like super simple, right? This is like, it's not rocket science, but within that subject line, you need to obviously say that you want people to share or tell their friends, figure out the language that you want. But they put the incentive offer right in the subject line. And then you want to be able to obviously talk about that, like refer and you shall receive. And so maybe it's, you know, if three friends purchase, you're going to get a free surprise box or a free surprise package. Um, There's give 100, get 100. So just think about like all the different ways that you could incentivize customers to share with their friends. I don't know if you guys do samples, like, you know, if you'd be able to easily drop one tea bag into the mail, but that's kind of an interesting idea too, where it's like, if you love the product, tell, tell five friends and we're going to send all five of them a free sample, you know, just like that they that you are thinking of them. You want it to like brighten their day with the surprise. And then that means the person is also trying the product, which is great.
1: Yeah, we actually set that up uh, in response to the COVID uh, quarantine, where you could send out a card with a, a cup of oh, that's great broth, and so we could we can expand that.
0: Yeah, if you've already got that, so it's like the cost for you, obviously, then is the card, the one tea bag, and the stamp, right? But to get those to get that product into people's hands and homes is so important, and I think that could be huge for you. Great idea. So, though that's one thing that I want you to do, which is think about email marketing, because you already have a you have a list that you already have, and you need to capitalize on that. B, you have customers purchasing from you every day, and you need to figure out how to set it and forget it. So you're setting those automatic e- automatic emails, and then at least you are in their inboxes. You know, uh, and actually, what you should also do is have them subscribe for your real newsletter too within that auto response. But I do think that you could potentially find some food bloggers or food influencers on Instagram and incentivize them potentially. So you're not straight up doing what some businesses and agencies do, which is like they pay for a post. What you could do is work with them again, in like a referral program um, by using a third party, probably, um, along with your e-comm site and figuring out a link that you can share with them and sending them product and free product um, so that they're kind of continually talking about you. um, But then also making sure that they are telling their audience about you. So one of the ways that I really like Instagram for this is that, you know, there's the highlights at the top, there's the, the hard posts, and then there's the highlights. And so I've noticed that some influencers um, will do a highlight just about a specific product or partner. So for me thinking about you, I think it would be really cool to have, you know, maybe five influencers create a highlight that is on their feed at all times. And it's got them talking about you, your product and the code that People can use to get a discount off of your product, and then they therefore get a kickback. Um, I think that could be a great way for you to work with some of the influencers. Great idea. And you. also, I just want to mention like, when I say influencer, people are always thinking about people with like 50, 100, 1 million followers. I really love the micro influencer, to be perfectly honest, because I believe that their followers are, are real. <laughs> first of all. And also, you know, they're not used to getting tens of thousands of dollars from companies. So I think that if you found people who just, who, you know, are moms, who um, are at home, who are in the food space, you want to find and work with them. And if they only have 15,000 followers, if they only have 5,000 followers, I think that those are the ones that you want to go after personally. They, they need to be in the food world though, for sure. Yep. <laughs> I, have, I have a big question, which yep. is... Why do you not have shopping functionality on your website?
1: We have a we have a central website that uh-huh. cuz we have six different product lines. Okay. And so Millie's is just one of them. And okay. so the we direct everything to our central uh-huh. shopping because people what they'll end up doing is they buy Millie's and they'll add a couple other products to their orders.
0: Right. So so my question is going to be this, this is a, this is a bigger question, but can you not create one website for all of your products?
1: We do. We do have one website.
0: Like you have to, you have to maintain all of those websites, correct?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I maybe put in five minutes a month. I mean, right.
0: Because you're, because they're going off to to Amazon. It,
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, they'll either go to Amazon or they'll go to our central, uh, ordering website. And that's where all of our time is, is okay. on keeplifetasty.com keep
0: Okay. And so on the packaging, like just to wrap my head around this. So on Millie's, mm-hmm. what's the URL that's given on the packaging?
1: Well, it, it's, it's for the brand. So okay. sippingbroth.com, right? Okay. And then if they, if they click on any of the items to order, it goes right to our ordering website.
0: Okay. So I'm going to throw this out there. Here's the thing that I don't like. I'm just, you know, going to be perfectly honest. You've got the shop button and this is what I get. Right. And (laughs) it's, it's not very enticing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure you know this, I'm just pointing out what you probably has been on a list or in the back of your mind. Yep. So it's not enticing at all. And at this point, as a cold customer, someone who has heard about you from a friend, saw you on Instagram, somehow typed in sipping broth and got to you because of Google, whatever. Someone has found this website and they're intrigued and they're like, this seems like a good idea. I want to shop now. You get this page. And to me, I'm just like, this does not seem, something seems weird about this. So you need to fix this ASAP.
1: Yep. No, no I, I see it right. I see it right away.
0: <laughs> and I'll be honest, I did not click keeplifetasty.com dot com because I was like, I have never heard of that. Right. So for me, I'm distrustful of it. So right. I then went and clicked on Amazon. Right. And then saw obviously your product there on Amazon. So. This to me is a problem because what is going to take you from being a $300,000 a year company to a million dollar company, and I know that you can do it, is changes like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, to be perfectly honest, would prefer, and I don't know, and you know, you're going to have to take some time and think about this, talk to your wife. I mean, this is, like a, this is a bigger picture thing but I think you need to consider having sippingbroth.com just auto redirect to keeplifetasty.com.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Because this, otherwise what you're doing is you're putting time and energy to creating a store. And to be perfectly honest, it's not that, you know, it is time and energy, but we're not talking about like weeks and weeks of your life, right, but right. you do have the five different brands. You've got to do what you're going to do on this website times it by five. So either what you're doing is you are building out what looks like a store on sippingbroth.com. Yep. And then just obviously having those orders go to keep life tasty or Amazon, whatever you'd like. But it, it that still creates a problem in my mind because then now you're in the game of updating multiple websites. So I personally, to be perfectly honest, would just have all of your product lines redirect to keeplifetasty.com. I think it makes you look like the bigger company that you are. I think that's impressive. Um, You know, like we work with Calafia, calafiafarms.com. They're a partner of ours. And when you go to their website, you know, At the beginning, they may have been known for like alternative milks, but now they have a whole line of products. So as they grow and as you grow, you're just going to keep updating that one keep life tasty.
1: Yeah, I like that because uh, one of the things that we struggled with was we didn't want to be limited to just one product line. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, At the same time, we wanted a product to have its own identity. But it's actually very easy to to redirect people to a, a page on Keep Life Tasty that is dedicated to that.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're, you're sending them to the one to the landing page for Millie's Sipping Broth.
1: Yeah, and, and, and the experience is all in that. It's contained in that one site.
0: Right, and then what you were saying before was like then people discover other products. You're hopefully increasing the number of items in their cart. It's not just Millie's now. It's right. all the different products. So I think that I just made you a millionaire right uh, now. I,
1: I, I, you know what? Yeah. I think just hearing someone else say it, it was in the back of my mind. Yeah. But just hearing someone else justify it. And I think, you know, I was listening to a couple of your other podcasts and I and I, I could hear the people kind of going, yeah, I, I knew I knew what she was saying was right. I just needed to hear her say it.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> you just needed this little push.
1: Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so- that's great that we've gotten through that because um, a couple of the things that I wanted to talk about were reliant on you updating your website, so this is exciting. Um, what this is going to allow you to do is have reviews on your website.
1: It's interesting that you're talking about this because I was looking at a way to, to leverage net promoter reviews uh, in a meaningful way.
0: hmm Well, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Constant Contact. This program is brought to you by Constant Contact, the online marketing platform that makes it easy to build your brand online. Whatever your marketing goals, Constant Contact has the tools and guidance to help small businesses power through any challenge constant contact can get your business online in no time with an intelligent website builder logo maker branded email templates and social marketing tools just to name a few plus they've got marketing experts who know your industry inside and out to help you if you get stuck to get 30 percent off your first three months visit www.constantcontact.com slash unique that's ConstantContact.com slash unique. So now I'm going to share the screen once again. And I want to show you the T Drops website. So keep in mind there's there's a lot because they do content, they do subscription boxes, but this starts to get your head into the space of how you can oops, how you can also scale the company. But this page, I think, is really important. And this is their reviews page. And to me, I think it's really crucial because nowadays, a lot of people base their decision on whether to purchase or not on checking out reviews. Yeah. Right? Like I was just buying a hammock and I... I read every review, you know, I wanted to see like, is it a one-star product or is it a five-star product? So I think that with your product, again, because it's something that's a little bit new to the average customer in the food world, sipping broth and drinking broth, everyone knows the health benefits, but I think that your product to hit the masses and really scale, you're going to have to educate and educating them through reviews is one of the ways that you can do that. People see all those five stars and like you know, and hear testimonials, and I think that will help them click that purchase button.
1: Yeah.
0: So you currently can't do this on your website because obviously it's all different websites, but because really where people are shopping is on KeepLifeTasty.com. Correct. So I want you to start to aggregate on that website and create a nice review page just like this. Got it. And, um, you know, these aren't auto-populated. So, I, you know, you can include all types of reviews, even ones that might be the four-star ones. But I do like the idea of even if you just had four reviews, choose the four that you really think represent the company and that you really, you know, liked what the people have to say. Maybe the fact that they're diverse. Maybe they're from four different parts of the country or the world. Like, choose those reviews, but people just need to see a, a snapshot of what people actually think about your company.
1: Right, which is different than the product, right? Yep. Yeah, there, there is a distinction.
0: Yeah, so that's one thing that you can do. You're gonna put all the websites onto one. Yes. It's gonna be a huge, like I am really excited to hear back from you in a few months to see what happens. Oh
1: yeah, you'll see that pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: And then you're going to add a nice review page. I like this because it's very clean and easy to read. This is important because I've seen review pages that are like chaotic. So take this as an example. Um, And then what I really think I wanted to talk to you about also was your photography. Yes. (laughs) And if you've listened to some of the past episodes, you probably know what I'm already going to say, but going to say it anyway. Um, You have product photography, which is great. That's number one. You need that product photography. You need to see the bag. But you don't really have a lot of lifestyle photography. And I think that is also huge. And I don't know if you, you know have a photographer that you work with already. I don't know if you do the photography yourself, um, but it's easy to capture the type of photography that I'm talking about by simply watching literally a few YouTube videos on like, you know, product photography. Um, And, you know, even taking pictures with your phone nowadays, and then just using, using an editing program to make sure that the whites all look white, not gray. Like, you don't need a fancy camera to do this. I'm now sharing a screen with you. So I pulled up this Pinterest search of beverage photography styling. For everyone listening right now, I literally typed in the words beverage photography styling into Pinterest so you can go and do this on your own to see what comes up. And it's really important to do this, you know, Once or twice a year because styles of photography and trends change, visuals change, tone change. Um, But this is what comes up and I think it's pretty spot on. So you can see here that these are all just really beautiful, colorful photos. Now, granted, beverage, according to Pinterest, seems to be bringing up a lot of cocktails. (laughs) So not exactly what you are in, but I want you to see like specifically this, um, I don't know if you can see my cursor right now, yeah. but this top down photo, you know, the, you should be taking photos like this, uh, you know, s- a simple mug, a ceramic mug with your broth, you know, maybe a book next to it there. I want you to get inspired by the photos that you see on this board Yeah, because they're not that hard to take once you... Educate yourself on what good product photography, lifestyle photography is. And look, there, Look right here, <laughs> food and beverage photography styling tips. There's a whole, probably a whole article on that. So that's an example for you because when I go to your website, I want to be able to see front and center. And you have to think of your website as a magazine, right? The thing that, that pulls you closer when you're waiting at the grocery store to a magazine is the photog- it's a photo, right? Yeah. That's the number one thing. Then it's the headlines like, okay, 10 celebrities, uh, you know, ways to save money, whatever it is. But the first thing is the photography. So personally, when I go to your website, I want to be able to see beautiful lifestyle photography. And potentially because you have the five different current brands, you know, it, it swaps through every few seconds. It's a different one. And people can click through to those different brands, but it's not an obvious photo of like the packaging. It's a beautiful photo like this. And now I'm going to share now that you have an idea already of what I'm talking about. When I yep, say yep. good product photography, now this is specifically what comes up when I typed in tea photos, Right. the, the tones get a little less colorful and a little warmer. Um, of course that's seasonality because most tea photos are going to be like, it's winter, it's cold, you know, (laughs) but there's a lot of, you know, there's still bright, colorful photos here. And so you could scroll through and see these types of photos. And I love like this one of just like the tea overflowing on teacups, you know, no one's going to do that in real life, but it's a beautiful (laughs) photo that would be great on Instagram.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and this one of just the pot, pouring in. There are so many ways that I'm sure you and your wife can sit down and you're going to come up with a list of like a hundred photos that you could capture because once you have that photography, A, you can use it on social media. You can use it within your website. You can use it in your newsletters. So I'd like you to spend time, you know, doing a styled photography shoot. Okay. Um Great idea. When I look at your social media, when I look at the Instagram, there is a lot of photos of like mugs and uh, and the product, which is great. Um, I do think that the style of mug, I think you need to start thinking uh, a little more minimal because that is what's popular on Instagram. And you know, at the end of the day, it's not a hobby. This is for your business. So you kind of want to play within the rules of Instagram. So if plain solid ceramics and, you know, certain tones are what's popular, you kind of want to do that. Got it. So I'd like for you to invest time and energy into that. And then, you know, that goes back to your original question, which was, you know, how can I get customers to refer me? And, you know, we're, you're going to implement an actual referral program. But aside from that, Instagram is probably one of the best ways, same thing with Pinterest, one of the best ways to get people to know about you because people can easily just share a photo, right? They can send a photo to someone. Um, And so I want you to put more time and energy into that social account. Um, Again, all the content doesn't have to be your own and it doesn't have to be original. That's another kind of cool thing about Instagram. So you could... Find other great photos, again, not of your product specifically, but of like, you know, I don't know, think about foods that people could pair with the sipping broth or um, even just even just photos of like great mugs, you know, and then you're like hashtag like mug envy or mug of the week. Come up with photos that are not original content that you can store because then when you're in a pinch and you're busy, um, you don't have to be panicked about like, what photo do I share? You've got a whole stock of photos that you've found. Um, and then the important thing, of course, is to make sure to um, credit the photographer and, and tag them. But there's, there's ways, again, I don't know what the brands are that you look up to, but I would write a list of five brands that you really look up to. They can be within your field, they could be competitors even, or they could just be solid brands that you respect. But I think that you should go and look at how they use social media too. Those were my suggestions for you. I looked at the website and I thought, why the heck is there no store? <laughs> and, you know, no reviews we, and you have a great product. And when you, you know, I know people are giving you great reviews. So I just want you to figure out how to put everything onto that one website, really, and then improve social and improve the photography on the website. Because that's, I mean, I'm telling you, you are this close to a million dollar company. You just need those little tweaks.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Cause like all the, the building blocks are there, but you just, you just connected them together.
0: Yeah, that, you just needed a little push. I
1: need a little push.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, we only have a couple minutes left. So is there anything else that's just dying, that you're dying to ask? You
1: know, one of the
0: challenges,
1: during, especially during this time because of the quarantine and everything like that, is our, our wholesale business has really uh, kind of gone flatline, yeah. right? Um, and we've decided to really put more effort into direct-to-consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was in the, it was like half and half at at some point, um, but now we seem to have a lot more control over the direct to consumer because of the ads on Facebook or, or whatever. So my question is, you know, at what point do we stop ignoring our wholesale business? Uh, you know, and I I know you probably it's like impossible. I don't think anyone can answer that question right at the moment. But I thought I'd give you a hard one.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting because how many wholesale customers do you currently have?
1: We have about 500.
0: And 500 before or 500 that are still currently ordering? Before. Right, so before. Um, are any? Uh, are you getting any wholesale orders? Oh
1: yeah, we're getting wholesale orders, but it's like, okay. it's very, I mean, I'd say we're, we're way down. I mean, okay. Way down. So,
0: I'm going to say this, uh, you know, I think that the best thing for businesses to do is to diversify. Cause if you put all of your eggs in one basket and then something happens, you're screwed. Um, I would keep the wholesale business and it will probably pick up in the future one year down the road, two years down the road. But what you're doing is you're putting like 5% energy into wholesale right now, because also the trade shows aren't going to happen. The fancy food show, like the current World that exists for you to get those wholesale, like it's gone. I would say you're putting all of your time and energy into direct to consumer right now. So if orders come in under wholesale, great you know, fulfill them, but you and the team are 100% concentrated on just direct to consumer. And your goal is to build your email list. Your goal is to, um, make sure you're increasing subscribers, you're increasing followers on social media. You are improving the website. Like now is the time to do all of those things. Take the next two months and just like get it going. Great. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) good answer. (laughs) Um, Well, it's been so nice talking to you. Thank you so
1: much for for your feedback. And and thank you for taking the time to to look at our, you know, our stuff and think of Of some ideas. These are very valuable. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, of course. And, you know, we're looking forward to um, seeing you in six months and you emailing us and saying like sales are up this much. So that is my goal for you. I would
1: love to be a poster child.
0: That would be great. Okay, well, thank you so much. We will be in touch. Thank you, Sonia. Today's top takeaways are... Number one, ask and you shall receive. You can't be timid about asking customers and followers to talk about you and tell their friends about your products. Set up a referral marketing program and watch as your sales increase. Number two... Customer reviews equal sales. Seeing a review and hearing from real customers can help someone who's on the fence make a purchase. So make sure to feature great reviews on your website. And number three, product photography is crucial. It doesn't need to have the actual product or branding, but beautiful lifestyle photos attract the eye much more than a basic photo of your packaging. Use Pinterest to see examples of great product photography. And hey, if you visit the Unique Markets Pinterest page, which is Pinterest.com slash Unique Markets, we have an entire board filled with great product photography. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five... Once again, that's five star rating and remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also, remember to tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula. That's S-O-N-J-A. R-A-S-U-L-A and you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.